0: back to the Macam in the Middle podcast. The first of two podcasts discussing the playoff semi-final. First leg was played at home and did result in a 2-1 Sunderland win. We went 1-0 down um, from the only kind of situation you'd expect us to concede a goal from a corner. But two goals and we are one foot into the final at Wembley. John, which given the position, you know, we've, we've said this a few times now this season, no one expects us to be there. We shouldn't be here the fact we got in the playoffs is a miracle. The fact that we're heading into the second leg of the playoff semi-final with a 2-1 lead, um, especially given our home form, actually, is even better. And, of course, that's actually ended Luton's 14-game unbeaten streak as well.
1: Yeah, you, you know, the, the way the season's gone, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic achievement. Um, you know, I've seen a few sort of people on Twitter sort of kicking off, you know, they're saying we've got a £40 million, you know, Diallo and, you know, the one of the best goalkeepers in the league and you know Jack Clark cost this amount of money and you know those those things are you know all all well and good but it's can you get them in a you know in a team and can you get them functioning, you know, to a consistent level. Um to so actually you know, this is a horrible league to get out of. We know that. You know, if if you don't go up, you look at Huddersfield just about survived. I think they're in the playoff final last year. You know, it's it's one of them so it's for us to be in that In in in, you know even in the running we did say you know there's not a lot of pressure on us because we like we shouldn't be there you know with the injuries we had in us you know the team we're playing with the makeshift back you know back three or four whatever you want to call it we you know technically we shouldn't be there but you know in the face of adversity we are and to be fair on you know on merit we are we do deserve to be there so you know every other club can. And shove their little rhetoric any way they want um, but we deserve to be there and that you know the the pressure is off but yeah. we're obviously you know we're, we're flourishing you know to to a good standard and we're you know Luton are no mugs they've obviously got a certain style that's not a criticism in any way they're they're a very physical team but you know everyone's going well they're unbeaten in 14 and we've beat them at home whereas you know we're not very good at home. We know that. You know I'd, I'd be more confident with the away leg. I don't know why. Um, you know playing away from home, but it's you know it's just one of them. So, you know we we all know at the moment it's it's amazing the way. It, obviously, it's a long way to go. You know we've got a tough ninety minutes or whatever to to do down there. Um, but it's by no means uh, finished in any way. But you know let's is it's amazing what's happening.
0: Yeah. And the same people that are saying that Sunderland have, Ahmad on loan, the best keeper in the league, the best centre-back from last season, from Millwall, we've signed him for an extortionate amount of money, apparently, um, which I think was about two million-ish, are the same people that, you know, nine months ago, when some Sunderland fans were saying, you know, we should be challenging for the playoffs, we should be doing this, should be doing that, were then saying, you know, don't be so arrogant, don't be so... Um, confident you know yes you're a big club and you've got the facilities and the players but you shouldn't be up there you don't deserve to be up there and then now we are there it's that you were always going to be there because you're a big club and you have these players and these facilities and it just doesn't make too much sense really
1: no it's it's you know you can swing it anyway it doesn't matter what you do you know, if you if you go and smash, you know, the bottom team, ten nil, it's well, you know, you, you should have smashed them. You know, it's it, there's all there's always a narrative. Doesn't matter what you do, there will always be one. And you know, I think this season was, of course, it was about consolidation. That's all we want to do. Say so if we got to the Premier League, that would be, you know, you know, just to stay up. That would be, the you know, the remit. But if you do go ahead, it's I I'm not sure it. I'm not sure it's a surprise because um, I think we always, you know, we, we did have the players and we do play a certain way that we have been maybe not always seen, but we do play, you know, sort of really good football. And it has, you know, it maybe started with, you know, a bit of a bit of Lee Johnson layer, maybe some sort of framework in there, sort of carried on by, you know, Alex Neil. And then, you know, with more tools added to it and, you know, with Tony Mowbray at the helm, it's obviously, it's one of those things that just fit into into position and you know there's plenty of results in the league that should have gone against us they didn't you know we we haven't been as consistent as maybe we wanted to be especially at home um you know we find ourselves in that position and then you get a bit of confidence and belief and you know with with such a young team you don't have you know they are fearless you you don't have the or oh, the the pressures and you know that they want to go out and they want to play football and they want to express themselves and if you've got that in a happy camp these are the sorts of things that can happen, and that's that's exactly what we're seeing. So, you know, I've, I have saw all the rhetoric that came out yesterday, and like you say, oh, you know, you, you should be there because because of how big you are. You know, six months ago it was well, you know, you, you're very lucky to be out there, or you, you know, you should just be consolidating. There's always a rhetoric it's one of those things you have to accept but ultimately you worry about yourselves we're we're here at the moment we're doing the business so far yeah. you know if, if we get you know i don't want it to happen but if we get fumped tuesday it's you know it was a, a very very good season all round. if we go through again brilliant taking our stride you know when we we go one more
0: yeah, yeah. On the again now kyle we'll get on to the 11th minute very shortly But the first 10 minutes of all was quite an interesting game when the pressure's on Sunderland, because as you see against, I think, Watford, there's been a few other games this season where, you know, the pressure has been on Sunderland. Um, The, you know, the first 10 minutes have kind of been against us. But the opening 10 minutes of this game, you know, we got the ball down, played it quickly, got in behind them and, you know, had a couple of chances to, to at least get a shot on goal in them 10 minutes.
2: Yeah, it was a uh, pretty refreshing to see, like like we've talked about with our with our home form and whatnot. You know, sometimes you can tell we we're we're playing a little bit too almost frenetically, frantically. I think a couple of games ago, we were just we couldn't even play a pass, like ten yards, or they're going out of bounds or whatever.
0: Yeah. And uh,
2: yeah, you could just tell they were they were up for the occasion. From what I understand, the atmosphere was was incredible, right? I think I mean, even watching it on TV. Oh, it was according you know, to apparent.
0: a certain Luton fan, it was shit. But that's what happened <laughs> well, this morning. You lose against Sunderland, isn't it? You always say the atmosphere. Right.
2: Well, and, and like we've discussed, like, it would probably be even better for away fans, honestly, if we found a way to get them down to the lower sections, like you know, most other... That's a discussion for another pod. But, um, yeah, but I, I think we came out with a plan. And just like you said, we were absolutely fearless. You know, that we we definitely played our... Our style of football in those first 10 minutes and then just kind of got unlucky as the, as the 11th minute, track as i'm sure we'll discuss as well
0: yeah we will because in the 11th minute john we go 1-0 down and like i said right at the start it is the exact situation that i said you know everyone in the stadium Luton fans included knew that if we were going to concede it was probably going to be from list and i even said um at the time this is 1-0 and i think it was the first corner that Luton got and, you know, it wasn't direct from the corner. The ball comes in. I think Morris is at the back post, heads it across. It's a good save in the end from uh, Patterson. But, you know, again, we said this against uh, Watford. We said it, uh, you know, for quite a few times towards the end of the season when you don't have anyone above, you know, five foot ten really, possibly even five foot nine in the box, bar obviously Equa, You know, corners, set pieces, anything like that, especially against teams like Luton. Always going to lead to something, whether it's a chance, whether it's a goal, um, something along them lines, it's always going to happen,
1: yeah. You, you know, they're, they're all massive guys, aren't they? Um, in that, or with team.
0: very strange headbands on as well,
1: yeah. They obviously got you know, um, you know, a four for five, a five for four deal on them because you know, there were most of them were wearing them to be fair, which you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, the goal. Um, I've, it probably sounds really harsh but I was quite critical of the defending to be fair um, I I think you know sometimes I think the way we mark sometimes we we mark to maybe make it hard for them to win the first ball but accepting they're going to win it but then try to win the second and the third ball and I don't think we did I think I counted there were six times I think where we could have or we maybe should have you know cleared
0: the ball I, thought, I, think, I think there was one time as well I think when the initial header comes in I think 0-9 goes to head it away and I think it hits Pritchard as well okay.
1: Yeah, that yeah, there were, obviously there were a few of them. You know, Pritchard and Gooch go for the same ball. Um, you know, it, it hits the post and comes out and again the matey boy who scores, I couldn't tell you his name. Um, but you know, he's he's sort of free. You know, if you've got someone stood on him, he hasn't got that, that's happened. So I was I was probably a little bit critical, and maybe that's the way we've dealt with um, you know, teams who are who are good on set pieces, you know, in recent weeks is, you know, can we can we nullify them? You know, winning the first ball, but can we pick up the second and the third? And that's normally fine, but there was six. I think I counted six opportunities for us to clear the ball, or at least get something on the ball to get it away. But it's just, you know, it's, it eventually is it's, it's going to happen. It's just, just the you know the the way it goes. Um, but like, you know, it's it's how you respond, you know, after those goals because you you know you're gonna you're gonna concede one or two of them, you know, every now and again, is And it's how you bounce back after them.
0: Yeah. Um, but after that goal, Kyle, I said in the podcast against Preston that if we do go 1-0 down, the atmosphere could turn a little bit because of the people that have turned up because it's the big occasion, big game, expecting Sunderland to put in a big performance. It could have quite easily changed, but it didn't. You know, The atmosphere was still good, players um, very well and truly with the fans behind them, and you know, after that chance that Luton had where they scored from, and you know a couple of other set pieces and this that and the other the rest of the game especially the first half and then obviously we'll get on to the second half was largely dominated by Sunderland playing the football that we know they can
2: yeah the crowd woke up there and it's not the first time we've seen that either you know being home or away I, I don't know the exact number but i feel it like they have gone down uh early not, yeah yeah, early in, in quite a few games and, and response has been been really incredible you know from and, and we really just saw players get stuck and i think that after that first goal where Equa, you know really stepped into it i think it was right around the 20 minute mark had a beautiful tackle just kind of right outside i think even in the box to you know to yeah. prevent another kind of foreign opportunity for the who like he just completely it's not like we battered them i mean they still actually had you know a few chances here and there but it was just the organization everybody I think that's what was most impressive in this first half is, hey, even if we do go one goal down, especially because, you know, it came the corner, which is just there's nothing we could do, really. Um, it, it was just good to see that every player, even though they're playing out of position, especially along the back line, you know what their roles and, and they didn't overcommit. They didn't, you know, uh, you know, double team players or anything like that. Everybody just said to a man, hey, you know, cover your space and, you know, and we're going to stick in this. And they did, but yeah, like I said, I really felt like that. You know, not that we needed any waking up, because you know, I, I felt like we were fr- on it from the start. But it's really where we settled in, I think, and and really used the, the crowd to our advantage, and and was just really smart with how we possessed the ball. And like I said, that's really when I started noticing Equa <laughs> come into come into form, really. And uh, yeah, and then the rest, you know, first the rest of the first half was uh, was really a joy to watch, it, just entertaining, honestly, up and down on both ends.
0: Yeah. And it was Sunderland that got the next goal, John. And, you know, you talk about goal of the season. Obviously, it was Jao Pedro that won it. Sunderland could have won it twice in the last uh, two games. Obviously, the Yellow goal against Preston, which obviously set us on the way to making the playoffs. Um, And then 39 minutes into the first half, just before half-time, an almost identical goal. Um, we get the free kick, which you know, Luton never learned from the entire game because they kept found us in you know similar similar situations and positions. Um, Pritchard with the easiest assist he will probably ever get in his career. Hands on hips when he passed it. In fact, lays it off to Diallo, and you know that is why he is so highly rated and why it will hurt so much if we don't go up and can't keep him.
1: Yeah. You know, I've run out of, of words to obviously, you know, to describe him. What a, you know, a fantastic player. And, you know, Pritchard is almost, oh, I'll just roll it and I'll let you do the rest. And I know it's I know it's going to happen. He's sort of almost on his way over to the crowd almost, when you know, when he rolls it. It's yeah. I like, to say, hands on the hips and he's he's ready to celebrate. I think Sky um, even did the um, at half-time and they showed him, you know, Ahmad warming up. And again, literally just pinging him in the top corner. So there's no... It's no fluke, you know, and we've got so many good technical players that are finding those tiny margins. Like if you watch, um, I think one player sort of runs out when the ball's touched and, you know, you can just see perfectly where to put the ball, you know, and we can talk about the way keepers are going or, you know, turning or stretching or whatever. No one's saving that. You know, he's, like you say, the goals just keep getting better. Um, And, you know, the EFL have gone very early. I did point that out to him yesterday you know, very early on the goal of the season because, you know, I think we've we've probably got the top. Arguably, the, 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 yeah, arguably, yeah, arguably, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and to, to not really have any in there, it's just, it's a strange one. Obviously, the EFL are not are not um, fans of actual football. Um, but, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. But what, you know, I think even the quality of the goal, I think it even sinks Luton a little bit and they think, wow, even they're a bit like, fucking hell, it's... What a bit of quality, and I think that does deflate them a little, a little bit, just by the sheer, you know. I'm not even sure you should probably shoot from there, but you know, if if the kid can do it, you know, let him do it. And you know, like we're saying, a fantastic goal, and I think there's been about 100 million views of it on Twitter. I can testify yeah. now that you know 999 of those, you know, are mine. Because yeah, I've watched it, yeah. you know, so many times, and you know what a finish, and it has gone, it's obviously gone both ways. Like I said, it's deflated Luton, but you know it probably lifted the roof off the stadium. You know, I don't know what the Luton fans talking about, saying it was quiet because, you know, it it was electric, and like you say, it's it's killed them and almost you know galvanised us, um, just to, to, you know, to obviously kick on.
0: Yeah, and if the Luton fans thought it was quiet at that point, Kyle, they would be very much. In the wrong to say it was quiet later on in the second half when Sunderland went 2-1 up and Jack Clark who I thought had a a poor game in kind of quotation marks because you know we you know how much you can do and you know he still got at his man still had the beating of him quite a lot but I don't think he was involved as much as we perhaps would have liked him to be but the one time that it did matter uh, he gets the ball on the left-hand side it's actually from a short corner originally Um, you know he cuts in on his right two defenders on him again as that has been the case for for months now because people know what he's going to do and they still can't stop him he, he fires it across goal and you know Trahulme's there very similar to Sirkin um in the
1: West Brom Ooh,
0: West Brom, that was it um in terms of why on earth is Trahulme in the six yard box but he's there gets on the end of the cross from Clark and the header is you know as, as perfect as a header could be
2: it, it absolutely was. And, and yeah, the eruption there, like I said, <laughs> I'm watching it on TV. I mean, you could just hear it. And that's even just going back to the online goal. The thing I love too is there's lots of pictures of kind of the goal going in and just looking at the faces of everyone in the crowd, like it's just utter disbelief. Same thing with this goal. And just to rewind it just right before this goal, uh, the corner was set up from a, a really good run from Patrick Roberts. And, and I think that he had a couple of these, you know, his typical winding runs where he's just, in and out of these players, and it, it's just so difficult to stop. And you know, everyone talks about loot and size and things like that. The so, <laughs> the one thing that big players hate is when a little player with with the the ball, their feet can just you know, even and out. And of course, you know, you is going to get hacked. in this uh, sort of situation, like we said, it went out for a corner, which you know, we we generated quite a few from. And yeah, yeah Clark uh, doubled to a lot. Teams obviously know, you know, that he's one of our best players this season. Um, and typically does require one to two defenders, you know, on him to, to prevent him from driving toward the line. Uh, this is a good example. He, you know, cuts in on his right, crosses in. Yeah, Trey Hume has just been what an unsung hero he's been. You know, another, yeah. we we have the glitz and the glam, the flash and the flare and all that, but just what nobody expected anything from him even earlier in the season. I mean, earlier in the season he was having a hard time getting in. There was talks about him going out on loan, and <laughs> just to see these players up and just the confidence and you can just see it and and just the passion too with the fans you know him running over you know all the other players just everyone just hugging and just it, it's just it was one of those moments that you know <laughs> thank god for for diaz from uh from blackburn for giving us this opportunity to see these types of goals because it wasn't for him honestly we probably would you know have this game and see these goals but nonetheless god it was it was an awesome just a great goal perfect timing to it uh, kind of came right as, uh, you know, obviously 60 minutes in or so. But it really set up the, the stage for the rest of the game for us.
0: It did. And it does finish 2-1 in that game. And I know that's quite a short summary of the game, but obviously it's still a second leg to go, John. Um, so essentially it's, you know, pretty much 45 minutes of a 90-minute 90 game, 90 game that's been played so far. And we all know how much can change in the second half of football. And, of course, this won't just be any second half. It's going to be 90 minutes. It's going to be away from home, a terribly small stadium, which, you know, will, you know, definitely play a role. You're going to have, I think, about 10,000 people there. Obviously, only 1,000 Sunderland fans. Everything's so close to the pitch. Everything's so tight. It's going to be, you know, an atmosphere that Luton fans will want to try and get at the Sunderland players and, you know, kind of unnerve them, force them into mistakes. And it's up to Sunderland. It's up to Mowbray and, you know, the players to make sure that it doesn't get them because a 2-1 is a good lead but a very dangerous lead because if we go to Luton and you know I don't think we're going to sit back quite frankly because we don't have any defenders but if we concede that first goal you know within the first 15-20 minutes that 90-minute performance at home somewhat goes out the window.
1: Yeah I could you know I could probably counteract that don't get me wrong it's it's going to be a massively tough game you know and I've seen a lot of people say, Oh, well, Sullivan fans think it's already done. Far from it. You know, we we know we're, you know, like I say, half time in the tie. Um, things I would counteract to that is, um, obviously, Luton need to come at us. Um, I think that's going to play into our hands a little bit because we've got the players to, to spring them, um, you know, and absolutely get at them on the counter. And they they won't like that at all. Um, secondly, yes. Obviously, Luton are going to try and make it, you know, as as horrible a place as they can. Um, but arguably, I've been in crowds where there's been nine hundred Sunderland fans, um, and there's been sort of twenty thousand um, home fans, and uh, you you wouldn't notice the difference. You know, you you could arguably say that the Sunderland fans made more noise, and it will be it will be uh, you know electric in that in that away end, um, and it will be bouncing. And you know, the the players will want to you know will want to put a performance. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying we're going to go there and play for the draw, um, but you know the onus is on. You know, as a basis, you know, don't lose the tie. If you don't, if you don't lose the game, you you know, you go through. Um, obviously, these are. You know, it, it it could go either way. Like you say, it's a tight stadium, um, but. You know, it doesn't matter how big the pitch is. We play lovely, tight, intricate football. Um, it's going to be a battle down there. You know, we we might have a few walking wounded again. Um, you you never know who's who's coming in and out. Um, but you know, I'd, it's a it's a weird one because I, I still fancy us to go there and you know get a result. Like I say, they have to come out. I and probably,
0: probably favour Sunderland as well. The fact that Luton are one down in this tie, not just for the obvious reason that technically we're you know one one nil up um in general but because if Luton don't come out and attack us then Sunderland get to the final it's that simple Luton have to go for it Luton have to try and get the first goal and so long as Sunderland you know stay resolute at the back Luton trying to push players forward will then create more space than it did in the opening leg for the likes of Diallo for Roberts for Gellhart for Clark and that is when you know Sunderland are at the best and you know it It's probably an early thing to say this and probably a brave thing to say, but if Sunderland do defend well, you could easily see us going there winning three, maybe four nil because of how much space there should be with Luton having to come forward.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you know, the teams are—they have to come and attack us. That's that's the point. You know, they they really do, and that I think that plays perfectly into our hands. Yes, it's going to be tight affair. It's going to be a you know slightly cagey. Um, you know, who who's going to sort of blink first? But we, we only know one way to play, and that is to get get at teams. You know, get the ball to Diallo, to Roberts, to Clark. You know, and and the supporting players. And can we, like I say, even if we nick an early goal. Yes, these are all you know conjecture, but these these are the way these games play out, especially away from home. They have to come out at us. That's perfect. If they were winning and they had to sit in and we had to attack, so I'd be less confident. But they have to come out and attack us, and we'll we manage games brilliantly. You know, it's it sounds really really weird, but the way you know the defense played. Um, it was was just you know unreal for for a team that's not even full of defenders you know huggins yeah. came on and, and just slotted in um obviously gooch you know unorthodox at left back you know even clark yes i know you're probably slightly critical of him you know a, a second ago saying he didn't have the best game but i think he did a lot of the shit work you know, by mm. hanging back because we knew Roberts would go forward with Ahmad, and they would be the key. Sometimes, you know, so they they know to do the donkey work and, and to weigh the way the game's going. So, like I say, you've got you've got to manage the game, pick your moments. Have we got the quality to win? Of course we have, you know. But it's it's going to be a, a massively tough game. But I still I still don't see the pressure on us letting them come at us and can we pick them off? And if we if we do go through, excellent, we deserve it. If Lou managed to to get you know, to get us then, like we said before, it's it's been one of them seasons where we say, Yeah, it's been brilliant, you know, on to on to next season.
0: Yeah. And last but not least, Kyle, predictions for that game away to Luton, which is of course on Tuesday.
2: Well, it man, it does even feel just a lot like like last season, you know, going in basically defending a, a, a one 0 lead. And you know, we uh had the pred- propensity to score goals late and I I I imagine it playing out pretty similarly. I think we're going to come out and I think there's actually a a pretty, we know who the ref is for this, right? And it's a premier league ref, It's going to be pretty good. I think that's honestly going to kind of play a big role because they're physical and we're really good at getting in front of them and getting in the ball. If we can draw some fouls, kind of really frustrate them. The fans will get on top of it, but I mean, it's not, I don't think we're, you know, had the reputation to flop or anything like that, you know? So I think we're going to draw honest fouls. It's going to really drag it out. I'm sure they'll score one um probably you know late in the first half and then we'll pop up and uh, let's just run it back from last season it'll be a a late cross from Jack Clark to Patrick Roberts in the box who scores you know I draw boy uh, a 1-1 draw (laughs) or any draw for that matter would be nice I'll go I'll go 1-1 and uh you know we'll advance and geez what a what a season yeah regardless of what happens I mean just what what a Joy, this season's been and and no, while there's no pressure, I'm sure the players put pressure on themselves. But I think yeah. uh, if we can challenge them together, get a result, I think they will.
0: Yeah, and John' prediction for that game?
1: Um, say I, you know, say every week, just you know, and I've I've changed it from just win to you know, just not don't these. lose. I'm not sure yeah. they, you know. I'm sure that that won't be the rhetoric. It'll be there. Can we go there and actually get, you know, a good result and a positive result as in like a one nil or a two nil, um, when, you know, either, even, even 2 one, like say Carl, um, was saying that they'll, they'll probably Nick one, you know, you, you never know, you know, if, if we can cut out what, what actually happened, you know, I think we did relatively well to nullify him. Um, so yeah, I'll take, I'll take a draw. I think it's going to be a scrappy game. I'll probably say one, all again, we'll take that and I'll take any result that puts us through
0: Yeah. And of course, that is on Tuesday evening. Um, I'm quite surprised, actually, considering I think the League One playoffs were on Saturday and then they don't play again until Friday. So, quick turnover, Tuesday, away to Luton. We'll get a podcast out on Wednesday or Thursday to talk about that. And hopefully, fingers crossed, look ahead to the final. But there's another 90 minutes at least to be played between now and then. Um, Two-one lead going into it, and anything can happen. But until then, we will see.
2: That's all, folks.